Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast and give us a Christmas gift. That's how it works here. Thanks. <laughs> um, we have many, many things to talk about. Wait, Not a first, ton of time. Look at that bag, Hammond. I know. There's it's a bag Christmas sitting in present. front of me. I'm, I haven't opened this yet. Okay. To be clear, those are going to live here, but it's for you. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Do I get in there? Oh, boy. There are glasses. Ooh. Look at Oh my god. It's like a wine glass with the show's logo on it. Yeah, and there's two of them. There's two of them. It's like So it's oh. our official drinking glasses for when we record. It's so cool to have a friend. <laughs> so that is very nice. Pass Thank you over. so much. Yeah, here you go. That was my gift to you, by the way. Yeah, it was a box of Franzia. He knows what I like. <laughs> I literally got the thing you told me to get you. No, you did not. I told you to get 14 Hands Cabernet. You got me a box of fucking Franzia. It (laughs) looked like wine, so I picked it up. We're good, Ben. Uh, While you are pouring that, let's start on the biggest story for me, Mm -hmm. uh, which I was like, oh, well, that's a new thing. So Christianity, thank you. Christianity Today, uh, if you're not familiar, so they put out this editorial saying Trump should be removed from office. Mm -hmm. Like he's been impeached, now kick him out of there. And the reason this is weird is because Christianity Today is basically a magazine geared toward the evangelical right, right. or evangelical Christians, but Which really... Which tends to be right-leaning. White evangelicals are on the right, so there you go. So that's been something of a bombshell. But I have issues with the thing that they posted. And I'll tell you why. Well, here's the thing. I, yeah. I, before we dig into the nitty-gritty, and there is stuff to yeah. criticize... I, this is a huge deal. Like yeah. the the evangelical base has been Trump's to lose. Like it's, I am frankly shocked that like they came there are out. two big things that are going to make a difference for 2020. At least seismic shifts. One is if the people who would vote for Democrats but didn't vote for Democrats, will they get off their ass and vote? Mm-hmm. Like how many of those people can Democrats pick up? Right. And independents, sure, but also the non-voters. And whether Trump's base will shrink at all, right. especially in those swing states. And, and he's this, been sitting at, what, like 35% approval, 40% approval, and it's been steady. It's, it's 100 in his mind. Yeah, well, but, but it's been steady. No matter what yeah. he does, it's not dipping below, and it's because Nothing of his Nothing he's done so base. far has... So this is major. Yeah, so this is among the things. This was written by editor-in-chief Mark Galley. This is what he wrote, among other things. The president of the United... The facts in this instance are unambiguous. The president of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the president's political opponents. That is not only a violation of the Constitution. More importantly, it is profoundly immoral Mm -hmm. to use an old cliche, it's time to call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. And they go on to say, get him out of office now. And by the way, of course they would, because 
Mike Pence would be the president. That's not a bad thing right. for them. Yeah, that was kind of the wild thing about impeachment, which, happy impeachments. Yeah, happy um, impeachments. That was kind of the wild thing is everybody was talking, all the Republicans were talking about Hillary, and it's like, Like, you want to, yeah, you want to redo the election. If you Trump want Hillary gets in. removed, we get Pence, and right. guess what? It I doesn't do go to the like second Pence. place winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the problem with everything that you just heard. And by the way, to be clear, this article was so popular that Christianity Today's website supposedly crashed yesterday on really? Thursday when they posted this. It was it's garnered a response, multiple responses, mm-hmm. not just from the president who's like what? Someone who's supposed to like me was disloyal? Yeah. Never. Um, it's also gotten reaction from Franklin Graham, mm-hmm, who's the evangelist Franklin Graham, whose dad, by the way, Billy Graham, the late Billy Graham, founded the magazine. Right. And they still speak of him in like a very reverent tone in this article. Like they, they very yeah. much treat him as like their number two Lord, Lord, Lord and Savior. Right. Um, Franklin Graham called, uh, he said, for Christianity Today to side with the Democratic Party, which I would argue... I mean, yes, <laughs> this it was is. not a siding with the Democratic right. Party. This was, like you said, calling spade a spade. Um, is it in a totally partisan attack on the president of the United States is unfathomable. Um, it's uh, he's furious. He also said that his dad would never agree with it. Um, no, he would not agree with their opinion piece, but he would be very disappointed. Yeah, his dad, by the way, who was famous, I mean, he was famously awful and wrong about a lot of things mm-hmm. and like anti-Semitic. He was also famously apolitical. He'll work with anybody who's in the White House right. if they're willing to reach out to him. Franklin Graham is very much a mega hat wearing guy before Donald Trump came onto the scene. Right. Um, it, but this article struck me as like Andrew Napolitano, if you ever watch Fox News, and I'm sorry if you do, but it's like the one lawyer on Fox News who's been around for a while there, and he's like the one voice of reason when it comes to all things impeachment. He's like, oh, yeah, what Donald Trump did, totally wrong, mm-hmm. should be impeached. Mm-hmm. It is illegal what he was doing. It fits the definition. It's like, oh, it's nice to have a voice of reason when you're right. surrounded by people who are not reasonable. Yeah. That's what this felt like, which is why it got so much coverage about, I mean, about the article. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what I find problematic with it. Okay. Because I think it's getting a lot of credit it doesn't deserve. First of all, Mark Galley, the guy who wrote it, is retiring in two weeks. <laughs> he doesn't have to live with the consequences of any of this. So it's like, oh, I'm leaving. Oh, what are you going to do? Fire me? No. So, like, of course he can push what was publish his this position? now. Is he a- Editor in chief. He's the guy who okay. ran the place and he's going to be leaving and we knew he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And he's so for him to post something, it's like all those Republicans who are like, I'm going to retire because I'm Will Hurd from Texas, and now I'm also going to criticize the president yeah, on TV. I mean, the Paul Ryan thing of, like, yeah. as soon as he left speaker, he's like, yeah, he was the worst. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, Could remember said it you when were? it counted. Yeah. <laughs> you were holding a gavel. Justin Amash. who's <laughs> thrown it at him. Like, <laughs> I'm going to criticize the president. Oh, I can't do it as a Republican? Fine, I ha- I'll leave the party uh-huh. and become an independent then. Okay, so that's one thing. It's like, all right, he's retiring, so he wrote this. But he doesn't have to live with the fallout. He doesn't have to deal with the people who might write in to say, I'm unsubscribing, I'm not going to cancel my subscription. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the next dude's problem. All right, so there's that. Let's talk about the problems with the piece. Because for all that Trump has said about it, like or Franklin Graham, like, oh, it's this left-wing hit job, Mm -hmm. or whatever they're saying, here's what else the article said. 
The Democrats have had it out for him from day one, Trump, and therefore nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion. Okay, I, I read that, and it's a thing that came up a lot in the, which I only watched maybe 15 minutes total of the debates because they yeah. made my head implode, <laughs> and I need that. Um, I, I think it's really interesting that they kept going with this thing of, like, the Democrats have been after Trump since the beginning because... He's been crooked from the beginning. So I don't understand why it's a flaw that we recognize that he had shady business dealings. He didn't report his, he didn't reveal his taxes. He said the grab him by the pussy thing. He was a famous racist. Like, yes, of course, this is somebody we're gunning for because he is at his root immoral and should not be the president. Yeah. They've had it out for Trump since day one because he's been bad since day zero. Right. So, yes, they're, that's right. But also, they, I mean, as someone, you know this too, as someone who is very liberal, it's like, no, I wish they had gone after him way sooner. They dragged their feet on impeachment, That's Democrats the other thing. did. It's, they're like, oh, it's year three. It's taken three years for them to drum up what they thought the support they needed was to to get these to push these yeah. impeachments through. Like it took we have something simple and obvious, and right. like dumb voters will right. get this. Because so let's do it as now. As soon as you start throwing in like the emoluments clause and say like, oh, he's only staying at Trump resorts every thirty five seconds, like. Maybe that's not as easy to grab onto, but right. it is four just syllables. as immoral. Emoluments yeah. is four syllables. It's too long. Bribery, and, a lot easier. Sure. And here's the thing. Remember, maybe this was never you. There was a time I didn't know what the emoluments clause was. <laughs> I didn't care. I Jimmy Carter sold his fucking peanut farm, and it was never <laughs> anything I had to worry about. Now I have to know about the emoluments clause. I'm yeah. tired. I have other things to do. <laughs> what do you have to do? <sighs> know my dog is just a lot of work so this idea that like you're tra- he also I said you called me out you're right he, i have nothing to do he also said mark galley said in the piece and no mr trump did not have a serious opportunity to offer his side of the story in the house hearings mm. on impeachment like dude he had he can go right now yeah put him have him take the oath well, not have only him that, swear there on the bible who would get another one after it burns put him, <laughs> and let him speak his mind and Get him on perjury because he can't talk without lying. It's like he got to the right answer, but like his work is bad. <laughs> it was a math <laughs> right, was a exactly, math joke. Exactly. <laughs> so that was good. So that was. He also pretends like the Mueller report had nothing on Trump. It's like you didn't even it's open so it. So wild. Okay. So that's number two. This guy like is trashing Democrats on his route to saying Trump should be kicked out. Right. Three. Why now? Why did you wait until now to say he should be kicked out of office? Think about all the times they did not say he should be kicked out of office. That How much racism they overlooked? How much bigotry? How much ignorance? I mean, I think this ties into your first point. It's the timing. He's leaving mm-hmm. the impeachment because it came out after impeachment went through. And if the issue is immorality, again, what about the hush money payments right. now that you know he made them and we have Michael Cohen's copy of the check? Like, right. That's actually. You could have said it then if your big issue was, well, Bill Clinton had to get impeached over an affair. Well, he's had them. He well, paid them off in actually, office. That's a really good point because I. Like, I know they don't care about bigotry, but you care about the affairs, right? No, I know. But, like, while this bribery thing is awful and treasonous, I would say it's not the most immoral thing he has done, maybe. Like, it's illegal, for sure. (laughs) But in terms of, like, a good... But on the list of illegal Trump crimes. Right, but, like, (laughs) if I'm a good Christian person, am I caring more about, like, bribery? Or am I caring more about, like... 
fucking a porn star and then paying her hush money. I don't know. One of those sounds worse to me than the other if I don't like... If you're an evangelical, makes a big deal about sex yeah. more than any other thing. Right? Am I right? wrong in that? No. So uh, they also, again, they've published mild pieces saying like, well, we wish he didn't say that racist thing that he totally said. <laughs> but again, never did they follow that up with, yep, he should be kicked out now. We don't care what the reason is, but resign. Right. They could have said that. Forget the impeachment. They could have just said, Trump, resign. You are bad for us. Right. Just get Mike Pence in there. That would have made more sense for, yeah. for their perspective. Yeah. Okay. So they had opportunities. They never took them. They decided to stay on the sidelines. And their excuse is like, we're an apolitical magazine. We welcome Christians from all sides. Sure. You don't get to say, you don't get to like pretend that you don't have a dog in this fight. Right. Because again, staying on the sidelines is immoral. Right. Like, at least the people who have taken a stand and are wrong, there's a different word for them. But the ones who are like, well, I know it's wrong, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it's a special kind of oh, evil. Come on. Okay, number, you, keep oh, going, yeah. Oh, oh, no, you Oh, I'm still mad. Sorry, okay. Why should we take them seriously on this is the next point. Because, again, for them, for Christianity Today to denounce Trump as profoundly immoral, mm -hmm. their words, and someone with, quote, grossly immoral character, this is the same magazine, and Mark Galley wrote this in the past, that says, and I'm quoting, uh, it has said committed gay and lesbian couples are, quote, destructive to society. That was also Mark Galley. That's yeah, what I, his definition of morality and immorality includes. Yeah, it's almost like evangelical Christians are living in their own world of what is moral and immoral, and there's nothing <sighs> that you can pin them down on. Like, yeah, we know this. It's sh Here's the thing that will never stop shocking me about you, is you're always shocked by when Christians are assholes. <laughs> like, I'm always, not Because you're so fucking cynical. And then I somebody am cynical. Like, fails your expectations, and it's like, yeah, haven't, haven't you been paying <laughs> attention to your blog the last 12 years? But I'm mad that everyone else seems to be taking this seriously. Like, well, we're glad those Christians <laughs> called them out. It's like, no, they because didn't, they and they are just as bad. They're no longer in lockstep with... with Right. With him. Now, the criticism from the right, in part, against this article has been like, and I've heard, seen this from like Tony Perkins, the evangelist, and other people. It's just like, well, no one reads Christianity Today anymore. Which, to be honest, they have a point, but to be honest, That's no one listens. We don't have a shared thing. It's not like all Christians read uh, Christianity Today. It's not like anyone reads the same newspaper. So I, everything's but, fragmented. But, to me, but this is not a nothing burger. This right. is still a big deal. I, I also think that that's kind of a garbage... Th it's like um, when we found out Louis C.K. was a monster and people were like, well, I never thought he was funny anyway. Like, well, that's not the fucking point, is right, it, dude? Right. Like, it still holds, like, weight and you saying, like, well, who cares what he has to say? People do, and obviously it made waves. Yeah, and it made waves because of its legacy in the evangelical Christian community. So... The art. Look, I appreciate the article. I'm glad they wrote it. I'm not saying they shouldn't have, but stop pretending this is like. Yeah. Well, finally, white evangelicals are speaking out. This isn't really speaking out. And until we see evidence that this sort of thing sways any white evangelicals, again, right now we're talking. The 81 percent voted for Trump. Yeah. Of them, how many will by it nature be? an easily swayable group? They, they'll believe anything. But yeah, so will that number go down? That's we won't know for a while. No. But that's the that's I think the question of how effective this sort of thing would be. I have seen more and more on on Twitter. Not that I follow a ton of prominent Christians, but 
a little more edging toward like, not just I'm secretly not liking Trump, but like, hey guys, hey, if we're going to be Christian, like Dustin Kensler is a musician I like, who's Christian, like tweeted yesterday, like, dude, look at what we're doing. Like, look at us. We need to figure this shit out. Um, I want to read a couple of sentences here that is a shocking, like, amount of clarity and, and self-understand, self-awareness. Um, consider how your justification of Mr. Trump influences your witness to your Lord and Savior. Consider what an unbelieving world will say if you consider continue to brush off Mr. Trump's immoral words and behavior in the, in the cause of political expedi- expediency. If we don't reverse course now, will anyone take anything we say about justice and righteousness with any serious with any seriousness for decades to come. And then he goes on to say some garbage about abortion. But I thought that, and that's what you and I have been saying. And, and most, uh, most of liberal America has been saying, like you don't get to be the moral upstanding people. If you are backing a, like on his face, a moral villain in the name of getting your policies across. You're so close. I mean, to him, it's like, yeah, you're so close to getting it. And then you still somehow managed to miss the mark. Oh, yeah. Repeatedly. (laughs) The conservatives are running face first in the point and missing it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's what we're living Uh, with. Totally different story. This one, this one saddened me, but it starts kind of funny. (laughs) Um, There is a school called, and I'm not making this up, I swear, the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. This is in California. It's a real school. They have like college Christ- Christians who go to college come to our college. They will tr- I teach want to you go to there. how to be a quote true prophet yes. and how to perform miracles. Yes. And you know what everyone calls it. I don't care. I want to go. What do they call it? Christian Hogwarts. <laughs> Because they seriously are, like, teaching you how to do little Jesus magic, yeah. even though they don't. Anyway, it's it's not just a random school out of nowhere. It's part of this huge ministry called Bethel. And one of their worship singers, um, I'm not going to pretend I know her last name, but it's Callie Heligenthal. But Callie, this woman who is one of their singers for the church, lost her baby. Lost her child over last weekend. So horrific. Two-year-old daughter died. I don't know the details surrounding the death, but according to the mother, she stopped breathing. She was declared dead. Mm -hmm. Awful. And I would never, I hope I never did this in the past, but I would never now. Um, I don't care how they grieve. If they want to pray over it, if they go to church, like you get to grieve how you want to. Like, I'm not going through it. So you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. I have no problem with that. But (laughs) here is what they are doing. And they seem to have like the full support of not just their church and church leaders, but prominent evangelical Christians who have tweeted about the daughter who died and such. The family has said on Instagram, I'm going to quote this. We are asking for bold, unified prayers from the global church to stand with us in the belief that he, God, will raise this little girl back to life. So sad. They're asking people to pray with them for the resurrection of their dead daughter. It's so fucking tragic. And they said in the thing, it's time for her to come back to life. They posted something else on Instagram three days later after last Uh weekend. Day three is a really good day for resurrection. We call on the mighty, all-sufficient name of Jesus, and we call you back by name, sweet girl. You will live. (sighs) 
Oh, my God. There are videos on day four, which, by the way, they also said day four is a really good day for resurrection. Mm -hmm. Like, they show a video of the mother singing at the church. Like, she's back up and going, which, again, fine. I don't have a problem with that. But you see the whole crowd raising their hands in the air and dancing in the sense of, like, yes, Jesus, bring this kid back to life. Now, the question that I have, like, if this was a delusion from the parents, I, I could let that go. Yeah, again, grief does wild things Yes, people. it does. I, I, don't, I wouldn't pick on them over that. I'd right. just be like, well, all right, I'll keep that one to myself. Mm-hmm. But the fact that everyone in their circles seems to be joining along and playing with their delusion and, like, egging it on, like, hey, everyone, come play. There's a GoFundMe campaign for the little girl, and it's not just for, like, her health. They're mm-hmm. still raising money. She's gone. This isn't about, like, paying off hospital debts. Mm-hmm. Like, if she returns, by the way, she won't need the hospital bills. What are you GoFundMeing for? Yeah, that's kind of You know what I mean? Is that, like, that set up by the community? Uh, I believe it's set up by the people at Bethel Church with the family's knowledge. <sighs> but again, like, what exactly are you raising money for? Because either she's coming back and she'll be presumably okay, yeah. but she's not. And it's this GoFundMe, as far as I can tell, is not about paying already given hospital bills. It's not trying to pay off what they already owe. It's like, well, when she comes back, she'll need it. Like, she's not on a ventilator. She's not on a ve- in a vegetative state. She's not being operated on. She is gone. Unless they're lying about that, and in a week they're going to say, she's Jesus. back. Like, oh, my God. Could you imagine? God. But she's gone. Like, I'm Ugh, sorry, so and that sad. sucks, and it's sad for the family and everyone who knew them. But I'm. what makes me mad is that nobody, apparently, in her orbit has the... Courage to say, like, let me get you real help. Yeah. This let me is get you counseling, whatever you need. So Ugh, that's so tragic. Yeah. Um, can we switch to a less tragic story? Sure. Is there one? Um, yes. Actually, yes, this is a non tragic story because nobody gets hurt and somebody an asshole got in trouble. So I'm into Go it. Go on. Uh, there's a gentleman named Barry Cole Poinier. He lives in Kirksville, Missouri. Uh, he's 57 years old. He is a professor um, at Truman State University, and he's also a um, church elder with, like, the Church of Jesus Christ or something. Uh, the Kirksville Church of Christ in Missouri. Got it. Yep. Um, he's just been arrested, charged with a Class B misdemeanor count of uh, patronizing prostitution. Um, they... Um, University Police Department received a tip that Poinier had been, quote, harassing male Truman students. I'm sorry, did you say male? I did say male. Harassing male Truman students for sexual contact as well as offering to pay for items for sexual favors by using the the app Grindr. Now, I really did pre- you say Grinder? I did. It's the uh, the site for men to hook up and have meaningful sex or relationships or whatever they're into. With other men? With other Coming men. Up. Yeah, yeah, specifically. Um, My favorite so- part of that story is he offered, when he's talking to who he thinks is like some 18-year-old, he's actually talking to an undercover cop. Yes. But also... He asked for sexual favors in exchange for providing fuel for the what he thought was the per, the male's vehicle. And also that he, quote, might throw in an Arby's card, LOL. 
what? <laughs> He's already getting the meat. He doesn't need more meat. Thank you. Spun that off the dome, too. Also, can we talk about his handle? Um, it's D-I-L-F, DILF, Dad, I like to fu- I'd like to fuck. Mm-hmm. Thank you, American Pie, mm-hmm. for your continuing <laughs> legacy of class in this country. Um, he agreed to meet. So anyway, this undercover officer uh, talked him into meeting him. The issue, by the way, isn't arrested. even I, no one cares that he's gay. No one cares that he wants to hook up with guys. One is the power dynamic of trying Correct. to hook up with his own students or something. Mm-hmm. There's the age difference, which like I'm going to pick up these young boys, which, uh, again, don't care about that normally. Um, well, I mean, I'm assuming they were. I, I, so I was reading through it. They said it was a minor, but it didn't really make it clear whether this, like, faux app that the police department set up was a minor. Right. So, I, I was trying to figure out why are they doing undercover stuff when it's an 18-year-old. I didn't figure that out yet. Um, but the thing that struck me is if you go to the church's website... There are posts from their past where they're basically... I'm going to quote you a thing that they literally put as an image on their website from 2016, not forever ago. If you're having sex and you're not married, it's not called dating. It's called fornication. Mm. And another picture that just says, flee fornication with the Bible verse underneath. These people are very much a... You don't have sex outside of marriage, which, okay, fine. Then they're like... I mean, these are well, very th- anti-gay. The Bible verses they are quoting are the anti-gay Bible verses, the ones that basically say people who right. act on homosexuality should be put well, to death. Well, and I think the reason the police department weighed in is because he was offering to pay them for, for oh, sex. Oh, during the conversations. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, I have opinions about sex work that needs to be legalized, right. but that's still, But the issue as of now, here is a whole bunch of other, uh, yeah, the hypocrisy bothers me a lot more. Yeah. The power dynamic is troubling. Um, can we talk about over the, that over the years, he's coordinated um, events from vacation Bible schools to marriage counseling? Oh, yes. So. That should be a fun class. I hope y'all got some good advice from <laughs> DILF. <laughs> Let's talk about Matt Bevin. He's still in the news. I fucking hate Matt Bevin. The Kentucky Almost as much governor. as I hate Trump. Is this about how he pardoned somebody who like... Oh, oh, it's not. It's not? No, okay, he well did something else stupid. He pardoned somebody who like murdered and dismembered his wife and kids. And Bevin was like, man, you got a tough break, my yeah. dude. He lost the race. He's not no longer governor. But this Republican governor, Matt Bevin, on his way out, like you're saying, Wait, he's he pardoned like Everybody. everybody. Like, we're talking people who were arrested and put in jail because they are rapists the and The party murderers. of law and order, ladies and gentlemen. And he's just like, party. blanket pardon for everybody. And my thinking here is, like, he's so vengeful against oh, the yeah. whole state for not he's keeping He's literally just opening the jails on his yeah, way out. I'm like, basically. good luck, motherfucker, and flipping him off Yeah, twice. and, like, I'm just waiting him for him to say, like, yep, my family's moving now. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not the story I wanted Kentucky to bring. Kentucky isn't conservative and, enough for me. Yeah, by the way, the, the thing you say, there is a place to pardon people. There's a good reason we should pardon certain crimes and people who have been arrested and put in jail like for certain crimes. Like drug offenses? Yeah. Like, there's a place like for work? that. And death uh, death penalty cases. Like, like Jean Valjean, who just stole some bread to feed his family? In Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> there's a place for all of that. That's not what he's doing. He's And he didn't offer an explanation for a lot of these. He's just like, oh, the murderer who, like, dismembered the family member? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pardoned. 
yeah. and no reason. And then he's but he went on a radio station this week, uh, conservative radio, How does he talk radio, it? and that's what the conservative talk show host was saying. Like, here's an example: one of the guys uh, was in jail because he raped a nine-year-old girl. And so the radio host says to Bevan, like, and I'm paraphrasing, why'd you let that guy go? Like, what was there evidence we did not know about, basically? Did you know something that the rest of us don't? Um, By the way, I'm going to keep, here's the story. Uh, Bevan said, well, that victim, um, the victim's sister was also present during the assaults, and that sister said it never happened. Okay, fine, but that's what a jury decides, and they can hear all the evidence and make that decision. Maybe the public didn't know that, but the jury presumably did. (sighs) But that's not the issue. Here's what Bevan says next, as if this is more evidence to suggest the girl was making it all up, the victim. Mm. Here's what he says. Both the girl and her sister, both their hymens were intact. Jesus. This is perhaps more specific than people would want. But trust me, if you've been repeatedly sexually violated as a small child by an adult, there are going to be repercussions of that physically and medically. So he's basically saying there's no way they had sex slash got raped because this hymen is intact and the medical people said that. Even though that's not how anything works, and that's not a some indication. That's not like a milk carton, like, oh, the seal's been removed, so you know someone opened it, or like a medicine thing. This guy's a fucking monster. Yeah, so the Courier-Journal, local newspaper, they spoke to an actual chief medical examiner who knows what he's talking about, and they're like, what do you think about what Bevan said? Here's what he said. Not just that he's wrong. Which he is. Which he is. Here's what uh, Dr. George Nichols said. He's the Kentucky's chief medical examiner for years, started a child abuse evaluation system at a children's hospital. The guy knows his stuff. Okay. Here's what he says. Rape is not proved by hymen penetration. Correct. Dot, dot, dot. He not only doesn't know the law, in my humble opinion, he clearly doesn't know medicine and anatomy. Why are we surprised? I want him to know the law. I don't care if he doesn't know about medicine and anatomy. Right. He's supposed to but know the law. He's a in fucking governor. Yeah, and Nichols, the doctor added that he's worked for six consecutive governors as the chief medical examiner. But as for Bevan, fortunately, I didn't have to report to that asshole. <laughs> Imagine the doctor, like the, the expert doctor, like Bevan. Like, how do I vote for this guy? I love Addictive bureaucrats. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, which ultimately, when it comes down to it, then Bevan let this murderer go. Yep. Pardoned his crimes because of false science that only he thinks is true, and it's not. Yeah, maybe um, the founding fathers didn't consider that men would get worse somehow <laughs> in the 21st century, so maybe they shouldn't have granted pardon power. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know how it makes sense. You know? That makes sense. Oh, God. so infuriating. It's just, how did we fucking get here? How did Matt Bevan. I blame the South? Yeah, I guess. It's not just but the South. It's not just the South. It's, I would Michigan, argue it's probably, Wisconsin. yeah, it's worse up where we are. Like the complacent whites are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your band. people to get on their shit. I have. I've yelled at a lot of people and made a lot of holidays uncomfortable. I'm doing my part. (laughs) 
Let's I'm talk. not welcome back at my mother-in-law's place. <laughs> let's let's talk about Mormons. So this is an interesting bit of information. This was broken by the Washington Post this week. Basically, two guys who worked for the Mormon Church okay. under like the organization. The church has an investment division, like colleges do, saying, like, we have all this extra money. Where do we put it? We don't keep it in the bank. Let's invest it safely. Let's not give it to homeless people no, or whatever. No, of course not. So it's not we weird. We have to get a 2.4% return on our investment. Right. So it's called Ensign Peak Advisors. That's who the church contracted with to do their investing for the Mormon church. And this guy, David A. Nielsen, worked for them as a senior portfolio manager for, uh, I forgot how long, but quite some time. Mm -hmm. He only left, like, recently. So here's what he tips the Washington Post off to with documentation. He basically says the church is a nonprofit, and the thing he was in charge of was their charity investments. It's the profit they kept turning. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, they're supposed to use the money that they give us for charity, and yet I've never really seen any checks go out to charity. And I would know... So all this money's coming in, none of it's going out. And we keep keep building these castles around Utah. (laughs) I don't think there's a connection there, though. There were two exceptions to that. There were two times when they did ask these guys to, like, hey, we need you to write a check. The Mormon Church did. Um, One of them, I want to get this right, uh, there was, one was to bail out a church-run insurance company. And the other time is they needed a check for a church-owned shopping mall, neither of which is charity. And how a much money? Shopping mall. How much Did money? They just sell magic underwear. <laughs> God, I should well always done. work out before his shows. I'm right? on fire. They they said we are talking more than a hundred billion dollars that is sitting in this account that's meant for charity that allegedly has not gone out to charity. Billion with a B. Oh my. A hundred billion dollars? Yeah, all that tithe money that is supposed to go to charity because that's what people think they're giving to. It's just sitting in an account doing who knows what. See, this is why we need to challenge church, like tax exempt status in churches because yeah. nobody's well, fucking keeping an eye on this. Here's the issue: this guy and his brother, by the way, they both worked for this place, and now they're both gone. I think of uh, their the own accord. Uh, I think the main guy, yeah, of their own accord. I think the main guy said his family has left the Mormon Church, which oh. is why the church is like, eh, these guys are bitter. They're making it all up. Sure, but they also pointed out, like, the reason the Washington Post knows about this is because they submitted all of this to the IRS in November. And you never, it's not like the IRS keeps you updated. Sure. You submit it and you hope they take it seriously. Yeah. But they also now sent it to the Washington Post. So the question that they were asking is they're saying, hey, IRS, you need to revoke their tax-exempt status because clearly they are not using this money for charity, which is like the one rule you got to follow if you want to be a nonprofit organization. Yeah. You got to do the nonprofit stuff. We're not asking a ton from y'all. Yeah. It's like a one-step rule. They're not following it. So these guys are saying, here's all the documentation that proves we're right. They're not using it. So you should revoke their tax-exempt status. And that's what they're waiting on. And by the way, the church— And would that apply for, like— all the, the Mormon church. church writ large? Um, more, I mean, it would be substantial wow. because this is where people are, when people give the church money, 
it's usually for these nebulous causes. Sure. And you don't know where it's Holy going. shit. So, look. That's huge. It would be. I don't, but, again, cynical, but also it's the IRS doesn't take action on stuff, especially yeah. when it concerns religion. Well, it's understaffed because certain... Understaffed, too. Yeah. But even when it wasn't yeah. understaffed, they didn't take action on this sort of stuff. Um, so that's that's one thing. I want to know what they're doing with all this money. And by the way, here's the other thing. The church isn't responding to the story other than saying, like, no, that's not true. Okay, yeah. fine. So open your accounts. Let us see what you're doing with the money. No. That's the church's response. I mean, that's They're not like, surprising. we don't have to show you anything. Right. Because we're a church and we're like opaque. We don't have to be transparent about this. So they're not showing anything. So unless the IRS audits the church to get a sense of whether it really should be a nonprofit, no one can confirm or verify this from the outside. Because what's the church going to do? Open up its books? No. No. Like this again, you're right that they should get rid of the tax exempt status for churches unless they file the same paperwork as everyone else, which talks about where their money comes and goes. Mm -hmm. So, wow, real thing billion, hundred billion that is in like it, it. Unimaginable money. If you're a Mormon, what the hell are you doing giving money to the church? They have it. Uh, um, I want to talk about, just really quickly, um, a judge named Lawrence Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of gone over quite a few of the uh, judges that Trump has shoved through onto the court. Um Fun thing, so every... And this is a guy who's now on the federal bench On the federal bench, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. The normally liberal one. Yerp. Um, So every Republican voted for him except for Senator Susan College, our warm-weather friend. Yeah. Um, Again, because she can get away with it because her vote doesn't matter because there's enough Republicans to pass it. So she's trying to take away as much as she... Deflect any attention off of her. Right. And I think she just announced that she's running again. She is. Please go contribute to Sarah Gideon, who's the main Democrat running against her. I've been trying to decide what to donate... For, for my parents for Christmas, I always donate in their name. Gideon is a good one. That's not a bad idea. Uh, Jamie Harrison in South Carolina to defeat Lindsey Graham is a good one. Oof, that would be a good and that's one. My dad does a surprisingly close race according is to Mitch polls. Mitch McConnell up? My dad He's hates not Mitch up. McConnell. Fuck. That would have been helpful. Anyway, so there's a couple of reasons oh, that I'm I want sorry. to... I'm sorry. I lie. I'm pretty sure he is up, but and like he has no formidable challenger. There's a couple Democrats who are in that race against him, but like no one thinks Mitch McConnell's gonna. It's not gonna be be close. Yeah, it would, but like you don't even have like a Beto style person who could galvanize the whole state. Um, Again, though, Andy Bashir, the guy who just won the governorship, Uh that's a statewide election that he just won. Um, But also, Matt Bevin wasn't popular because he's a horrible person. Correct. Anyway, so. so the the reason that uh, Van Dyke is worth noting is that he has a long record of being anti-LGBTQ, um, and the American Bar Association cited that they think that he would be not a uh, unable to be impartial. Um, Josh unable Huck, to be impartial. You uh, have one job. Missouri GOP Senator Josh Hawley asked him if the ABA was right to worry. Do you believe, Holly asked sympathetically, that you'd, you'd treat LGBTQ litigants unfairly? The Quote, dumbest question. I do not believe that, Van Dyke said. Then he started crying. Quote, it's a fundamental belief of mine that all people are created in the image of God, he insisted. They should all be treated with dignity and respect. Which 
doesn't follow. Which matches with, nothing that he no. or Josh Hawley But have the reason I brought this, because Heaven's like, we talk a lot about shitty judges. I wanted to read this quote. So the ABA, um, I guess, just looks into every... <laughs> To every like judicial nominee, they do. They they have rankings for everybody, yeah. and it's not ideological. It's just saying, yeah, this person's worked in this field. They right. know what they're doing. They don't take a position on their policy preferences. They just say, yeah, this person's qualified or not qualified or very qualified or yeah. totally not at all. Don't support this person. So so far, um, and there's only been a few of these. Seven of whom were were Trump's judges, uh, like Sarah Pitlick, who we talked about before. Uh, I just want to read this. After conducting 60 interviews, the ABA found that Van Dyke has a reputation as, quote, arrogant, lazy, and ideologue, and lacking in knowledge of the day-to-day practice, including procedural rules. Video of Van Dyke lecturing, scolding, and interrupting judges during oral arguments while serving as Nevada Solicitor General leads credence to that assessment. Yikes. I just... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I'm more qualified than this dude because I never And again, interrupt. Republicans are rubber stamping all of these Everyone. people because they are horrible. Except for Susan Collins, the real hero of our time. Right. Susan Collins voted for Brett Kavanaugh. Don't give her any anything. I think maybe the maddest I've been the last three years is when Susan Collins discussed why she was voting for Brett Kavanaugh. Right, I because think she that was, doesn't believe women. I think that was the, like, I literally got up brought my dog in the car and went to the park. Like, I just left my house. I was fucking, like, I'm still mad about it. Um, I got one last story because okay. I'm going to run. But here's, we didn't talk about this because it happened right after we taped our last thing. Mm-hmm. But the one million mom, the one mom who is part of one million moms. Oh, my God. Um, she complained because Hallmark Channel, the Hallmark I Channel. I about this. happened yeah. three days ago and it feels like a year ago. Uh-huh. Um, they, they air their Christmas movies as they always do. And they aired a commercial. It's for like a wedding website company sort of mm-hmm. thing called Zola. And the ad just featured like a lesbian wedding. They also had another commercial with the straight couple. Mm. But they had a lesbian wedding. It's random comments about like, wow, this is a lot easier because of the website, yeah. whatever. And then they share a kiss and they're running down the aisle like we're married now. All right, whatever. It's fine. I wouldn't even have noticed it, I swear. Right. And their complaints. Uh, they said uh, the channel, the Hallmark Channel, mm-hmm. was, quote, no longer allowing parents to be the primary educators when it comes to sex and sexual morality. Yeah. Um, but here's what surprised me. Like, okay, that's stupid enough. Everyone made fun of it. Last Saturday, Saturday Night Live joke, look, if your kid is watching the Hallmark Channel, he's already <laughs> gay as hell. <laughs> that's a good one. But this week, then, according to the group, she, Monica Cole of One Million Mom, she personally spoke to the CEO of the company that oversees the Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. who said they would be pulling the commercial. So Seven. that happened last week. Here's the beautiful thing. First of all, Zola, that wedding website company, said, fine, then we're pulling all of our ads from your channel. We <laughs> want our money back. I didn't know that part. So that's one. Then Hallmark is like, uh, this is from the CEO, different guy. Basically said, look, earlier this week, I'm paraphrasing, earlier this week, we made a decision. Uh, We've been agonizing over this quote. Said simply, they, the team that he works with, believe this was the wrong decision. As the CEO of Hallmark, I'm sorry for the hurt and disappointment this has caused. He says this mealy mouth sort of thing. It is never Hallmark's intention to be divisive or generate controversy. 
Um, blah, blah, blah. We have LGBTQ greeting cards and feature LGBTQ couples in commercials. Long story short, they Not said, movies, we don't want to get dragged into this, yeah. but we made the wrong decision by saying we'd pull the commercial. Right. We're not pulling the commercial. Mm-hmm. And basically, that set off the mom. So she's now like, no, everyone must protest Hallmark, mm-hmm. the channel, and the movies, and all things, whatever. Zola, by the way, said they appreciated the comment. So they're back. Yeah. They're fine with it. Yeah, they did the right thing for the wrong reason. Yeah, they it, did the right it, thing eventually. Thanks, Christianity, I'm not today. Impressed. <laughs> but yeah, so like. I'm glad they reversed it because I would really be lost lot without of, Hallmark movies. There's a lot of reasons to like protest Hallmark movies yeah. and the channel. The very one, like, it's just one script. They just recycle it over and over for yeah. every movie. There's some good ones that came out this year. No, though. no, there are not. There was one called No Sleep Till Christmas that was actually very cute. And it's one the whitest thing you've said this ghosting episode. Ghosting a Christmas story in which both the leads are people of color. Suck it. They're doing slightly better than the bare minimum. What time did that show air? <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> no streaming, no so I probably watched yeah, it at 3 right. a.m. Um, Primarily, white, straight couples are all their mo- Oh, whatever. for sure. I don't even care about Hallmark. It's not the issue here. But the they made a stupid decision. They fixed it, kind yeah. of. And now One Million Moms is mad because the two of them are like, what? You're not listening to us and taking us seriously? We're going to get mad and all of us get into our clown car because there's only like one of them. All right, I'm Uh, done. It's a smart car. Um, (laughs) It's so not a smart car. Really quick, I just wanted to touch on what's going on in Samoa. Um, As of today, there's been a measles outbreak, if you haven't heard about it. Um, It's sick and more than 4,300 people on the on the islands. Um, I don't have their population off the top of my head, but it is a not insignificant portion. Um, 78 people have died. 61 um, of the first 70 deaths were age four and under. All but seven were under the age of 15. So this is primarily um, hurting children, families with children. Um, and the government has actually arrested um, an, an-, an anti-vaxxer named Edwin uh, Tamasisi. Um, on who he's been charged with incitement against a government order. Um, so I guess their vaccination rates have dropped to like thirty something percent, lar- due in a lot of large part to um, at some point to if these misinformation are just putting campaigns. the entire community in harm's way. Yeah, like, like literally. That's not he an said, unfair reaction. He said that a combination of vi- vitamin C and uh, sodium as- acerbate acerbate. Sure. Um, uh, can cure can cure measles. It cannot. Um, so the government has declared a state of emergency. They uh, they're ordering mandatory vaccines. Schools have been shut indefinitely. And then uh, last week or two weeks ago, it launched a door to door mass vaccination vaccination campaign. So they would have people pin red cloths in front of their house if they're if somebody in the house is unvaccinated. And literally, like government officials are going door to door vaccinating. It's really sad. I hope they I hope they can. Um, Recover. Also, huh. last but not least, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I. It. I, I think these are always going to be really hard. She made anti-trans. She remarks. made some really shitty anti-trans things. So this has probably been a rough week for our for our trans siblings. So we're we're here and we stand with you guys. Um, but. I, I think it's always really hard when somebody has been as influential as J.K. Rowling has been to so many of us, like really very much defined a lot of my, you know, high school time was very coolly waiting in line for books and movies. Mm-hmm. Cause I was again, very cool with a lot of friends. <laughs> um, 
etc. Many boyfriends, oh, lots yeah, of people totally. were like into me. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, and I, I, I'm not sure what the right answer is. I don't know if it's right to say like fuck the Harry Potter books because you know they haven't aged beautifully. They're a little fat phobic. Name anything that ages well, right? I I don't know. I think still though, I, if I hope people can separate it because I, I I would encourage people not to like buy a new Harry Potter book or like join Pottermore or whatever. Mm. But you know, I think those books are the the kind of comfort blanket of books for a lot of people. And I hope people don't lose that because of this. Mm-hmm. And I hope she comes around. I hope like she was just ignorant and not like, but nope, she has she un- no right to be ignorant. Right. Exactly. Point. Like I kind of want her to just be like, I didn't know what I was saying. Cause I have seen that excuse from some, I think, uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I did see said, that. Said, like, he I didn't liked, know what I was retweeting. He liked or her tweet. Yeah. And then just didn't read the whole thing, like any of us And do. he said like, later, look, I didn't know what she was talking about. And, and I didn't realize why people were angry. Right. Now I do. I'm sorry I did that. Yeah. Yeah, fine. And, and But like everybody you're saying, she doesn't have that excuse. She clearly knew the issues and just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Ion Hersielli adding, like, yep, she right. It's like, oh right, you're you're wrong about everything too. Wait, really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She's part of that whole like conservative atheist world. Oh, but she's always she, been. She's is she like a turf or is she just not a feminist? Uh, I'm pretty sure she would. I'm not going to speak. Yeah, to her. trans women know. are women. Trans men are men. Turfs are not feminists. They can fuck <laughs> right off. Um, Hemant, where can we find you uh, online? I'm at Hemant Meta on the tweet. And I was trying to think of the word. Uh, go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'm going to say it real slow because I got like 20 new followers yeah. this week because apparently I talk too goddamn fast. It's blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. It's like if you're saying blueberry with a dumb British accent. Again, a nickname my friend gave me when I was 20. I don't know. Um, Email us, friendlyatheastpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, I'm going to be in L.A. Uh, in, Jul- in January again, and I have some exciting interviews lined up, and I'm very excited. I know about at least one. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, so uh, we will... Oh, next week is Garbage Year in Review, so you don't oh, have to good. do any research. Hey, and so excellent. Kate and I are going to tackle it again this year, and we'll bust out this bo- box of friends again. We can drink and yell about 2019. Done. All right, talk to you next week. Bye.